When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. How's it going everybody? <laughs> hey Lon. What do they call a jacuzzi in the U.S.? A jacuzzi? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not a jacuzzi? <laughs> yeah, of course it's jacuzzi. I mean, like, I can't believe Rebecca asked Ziet, was that what jacuzzi is called in Tunisia? No, <laughs> yeah, jacuzzi is like, isn't that the French word? <laughs> it's like jacuzzi is jacuzzi, of course. <laughs> jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. <laughs> jacuzzi. Is it French though? It, I thought it's not English. It's it? not English. I think, yeah. you know what? Let me Google that real quick right here. <laughs> so I just thought that was a silly question. So is that what it's called in Tunisia? Like, what? Of course. You know what I thought was funny? What? Stephanie tried to step on that balloon. <laughs> he couldn't. I know. Oh. <laughs> hey, how did I miss that scene? I didn't even see it. Okay. Oh, but, you didn't? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. But I saw the memes in the clip. So I knew that was part of the episode. I just, I guess I must have glazed over it. I might, yeah. I must have forgotten it. So jacuzzi is an Italian word. So yeah, maybe. Oh, Italian. It's invent. Well, it's invented by an Italian born American inventor. Mm. So. Hold on. Is jacuzzi a French word? <laughs> is it a French word? Is jacuzzi an English word? Maybe it's English. <laughs> now, <laughs> now we look funny. Yeah, no, I know. Now now we're really like going down. <laughs> like, oh, is jacuzzi something else? Yeah, I thought jacuzzi is a French word for some reason. But jacuzzi in French is jacuzzi. Also, I think in French is jacuzzi. I think so. Or maybe not. It's something else, probably. All right. Well, that was a lame intro from me. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But... Where do we want to start? Let's get Ryan and Stephanie. Or Harris and Stephanie. Oh, oh, oh. Sharp. Very sharp of you. <laughs> so, I think... <laughs> <laughs> she's looking for another boy toy oh my no, gosh that's yeah. a cabana boy right <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so she's trying to bring him to the u.s now i i have no idea what, what, what's going on here but obviously she's asking him to spend the night but then she started talking about like how would you feel coming to uh, america or i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> like wherever you want me to go stephanie i'll be with you so, yeah, so here's the thing. It almost makes it seem like the relationship with Ryan wasn't really that important. It makes it look purely sexual because she just replaced him with Harris is all. 
if it was truly a, a like a real relationship look I'm, I'm all for like rebounding and stuff and like i don't know revenge sex or whatever but she made it out to be more than just that when she when she inferred or invited even him to america so then i'm like did you even really care about ryan then yeah no yeah, and we know that she made passes at harris before so i'm really starting to not feel bad for her <laughs> And we talked about this in our last episode, right? It's like, yeah. okay, we feel bad that she was stealthed. Yeah. But Stealth. we can yeah. <laughs> but we can't help it that she's turning out to be the sex tourist that we think she is. Yeah. Right? That's, that's exactly and like the fact that she asked Harris what he thinks about going back to the US with her, it cheapens her relationship with Ryan, mm-hmm. which then tells me that there wasn't a relationship to begin with. Which then tells me she freaking frauded all of us by signing up for a show that is meant for a serious relationship that involves a 90-day period. Yeah. I just feel like it was such a waste of time if that's the case. We're just watching someone who wants a one-night stand with an island guy. I think it, it, it was more of a boy toy. Like, I think like she a fling, did... a fling, right? It's um, not... Not so much a fling. I do think she wanted a long last. She wanted a cuff. She want. She definitely wanted to like cuff somebody long term, but but more of like a boy toy situation. Like a boy toy. Gotcha. Yeah, almost like I don't want to say the word like sex slave almost, <laughs> but yeah, you know I mean, we see that like she tries to, to control him um, with like money. I think we were leaning towards that at least, yep. like. She feels that she's owed that if she pays or that she buys material things that you know there's he and his right to be grateful to her you know and she holds it she was holding it over Ryan's head and all these things so like I don't know it just seems it seems very sugar mama ish to me and I think like that she did want something long term if it was a fling you know I, I don't think she'd be getting into the relationship part or she'd be inviting Harris over to America she does want to cuff someone you mm-hmm. know but I don't think it would be an equal partnership or, or anything like that I definitely think she, she would think she was the one holding the power in the relationship and she probably would be actually now that I think about it like that so it's, it's hard for me to root for her <laughs> yeah I don't blame you I just feel so bad for Harris because I don't really feel bad because I think he's also just as thirsty as her. Oh, yeah. The fact that he woke up at 5 a.m. to take a (laughs) four-hour bus ride into the city to go meet her. Yeah. It shows he's really determined to get his... He needs to bang on. (laughs) He has to secure the bag, is what he's doing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and again, I don't blame him. Don't get me wrong. I don't like people taking advantage of other people, but I I think there's a mutual understanding when it comes to sugar mamas and sugar daddies. Let's put it that way, right? It's transactional. I think think they're they know that. I think she knows. I think that's how it was with Ryan. I think she kind of expected sex. As long as she was for something. Right, right. There was this exchange going on. And she just replaced Ryan. 
just like that, just replaced, you know, and I think with real relationships, it's hard to just replace somebody. Like I said, rebounds aside and all that stuff, a rebounds, a rebound, a one night stand, revenge, sex, whatever have you. But she is definitely looking for something long term. And Ryan was replaceable, bring Harris in here, and we'll send him to America. And, you know, we can have whatever this transaction, no transactional relationship is. Yeah. So that's my read on that. <laughs> right. I've seen the words white savior be mm. passed around lately, ever since this two episodes of her. We've got to see her in this two past episodes. And there's something to it, right? Like she's she's a sex tourist, it seems yeah. like. And there's a bit of that white savior complex as well, where she thinks that she deserve a certain level of treatment from these guys and that she has power over them right but hey they're all adults and no one is suffering (laughs) so i guess there's nothing to complain here what i'm actually very kind of disturbed by is the look on her face when she talks to harris like she's a little bit high or loopy i'm not sure if you (laughs) you notice but maybe she's intoxicated i don't know but she's like not quite there she is on meds right or is she taking meds or no maybe yeah i mean that's why i said hi maybe high on meds it's just loopy she has that loopy thing going on and again like i don't know what's going on there but um hopefully she's okay yeah again i keep thinking about her only fans and i'm like she's Uh, not She's not this person that that she portrays herself to be, or maybe she is portraying herself that way now that we're kind of analyzing each episode the way we are, that she's just not just this business owner who was in a long distance relationship. There's a lot more to her than what we see on camera. She's a super freak. <laughs> <laughs> she's super freaking. <laughs> All right, Lon, who's next? The past is the past. Natalie and Mike. <laughs> The past is the past. Oh, God. So, man. It's getting painful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of over it. Really, too. I I just, I'm over Mike, actually. Me, too. Yeah. Because this girl, like, she's really trying. And then he agreed. He's like, all right. Because she's like, this is this and that is that. And I apologize. And let's do a clean slate. And he's like agreeing to all of this. And then he tells her, yeah, you okay, the past of the past. Okay, well, why don't you fucking let go of whatever bitterness? You're still salty over the ring shit. Like, I get it. But if you're going to agree and let's do this whole clean slate, the past of this past stuff, then you need to forgive her. You know, let her off the hook already. But it just almost seems at this point that he enjoys it. He enjoys having something to hold over her head and to use the I'm not ready for commitment thing as an excuse. I want to say she brought it up the episode before where she's like, yeah, you know, and you you still have sex with me or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you're holding this over my head, but you're still getting the benefits of a relationship. You make me cook, you make me clean and we have sex, but I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm not getting a commitment that I want that I'm looking for out of this. Yeah. And it does. It seems very like sadistic on his part to hold this over her head knowing that she wants something that he has and that 
he can literally ask her to do anything. It's almost like he has this, this bargaining chip and he doesn't want to let it go because once he lets it go, then she can start saying no to things. And I don't like that. That makes me feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And so she's constantly in this position where she, even things she doesn't really want, if she wants that ring, she's going to have to succumb to his wishes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm definitely over Mike's behavior and treatment towards Natalie. And I think we've mentioned this before in our previous podcast too, that she's really trying. We all can see that. At this point, why does she even want to still? to still marry him why does she even want to yeah. try still it's, i guess she really wants to stay in the u.s and i thought about that i thought maybe she does maybe she does want to stay in america but to me after how many weeks have they spent together i don't know how much time has, has let's passed. let's assume like they've been there for two months because i think they only have like what maybe at the most one month left maybe four weeks to the 90 days so if they've been together for I mean, in the U.S., right? Ever since she moved. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I'd be thinking he's showing his true colors. And I'd be like, is this the person I really want to spend the rest of my life with? Yeah. Is what I would be thinking. When I think of it that way, I'm like, why do you even still? Why do you even try still? <laughs> like, yeah. <that's> <laughs> Hopefully it's an act. Hopefully, Mike, yeah. that's just an act from you. And hopefully you treat this woman better in real life. You know, when the cameras are off, that's my that's my only hope for yeah. this couple. Speaking of better treatment, um, Jovi and hey. Yara. <laughs> Jovi, I thought Jovi stepped up in this episode. He really stood his ground when it comes to uh, telling his parents. like Telling his parents, yeah. Yeah, like, hey, she wants to get married at Las Vegas. Let it be. Let it go. She so do you, think, do you think he stood his ground or do you think he... Let me phrase it this way. Was he doing it because it's what Yara wanted or was he doing it because he didn't want any more conflict and he was trying to appease his fiance? I think it's both. I think mm. it's both. Have you not been listening to Yara just going <laughs> off on him? Like Yara shit on Mardi Gras, guys. Like she was like, why do you get drunk for a religious thing? Do you think God will forgive you? I mean, she went off on that whole yeah. And to her point, too, he didn't really know. He didn't really give an explanation. I could have defended it if it, if it really came to it. I Maybe could've... he's not really Catholic then. Maybe yeah, he doesn't he know the have, origin. The, he didn't have the, or he wasn't equipped <laughs> with the tools to defend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can't even explain why there were masks involved for the Mardi Gras festivals and processions and all that. Yeah, like, okay, I'll he, admit he I don't could, know that either. <laughs> well, I don't really know the origin story of the mask, but at least I could say something like, well, you know, it's just like how Venetians have that whole festival with a mask, you know, where people just wear masks. It's just a festival thing. You know, a festival? Just like just like the beat Part of having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jovi, you could have said something. <laughs> like just yeah. make up something. I'm pretty sure Yara <laughs> would believe it. But anyway, I think it seems like he's starting to realize that she's in a very vulnerable predicament. You know, she's pregnant. She's alone in the country. She doesn't have her family members and friends close by. So he's starting to understand the whole situation with Yara. And I kind of appreciate that. But having said all that, 
I mean, the previews are not looking promising. No, <laughs> no. Uh, it's like at all. two steps forward, three steps back. <laughs> yeah, I I think Jovi just again they're just not on the same page, and it takes a while for Jovi to admit when he's wrong. Okay, one to realize that he is, but I think when he does and he genuinely apologizes, Yara likes that. She melts when he finally does. And it doesn't take much. She'll bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch. And then he'll come out and he'll say, I made a mistake and I'm sorry and I'll do better. And then she's just like, she shuts up, right? And then she's back <laughs> to kissing him. Yeah. It was like she was on, a, on this long rant, you know, and he's like, I don't know why you're still thinking about the Ukraine and you're staying here. And, you know, and they kept going back and forth. And then he was just, I'm sorry, I fucked up. And then they're like back to like smooches again. I still think there's hope. Obviously, like if their social medias are any indicator, I think they're in a better place now. But I also, I also think she wears him down. And um, when it came to the wedding, he was just tired of Yara just always like complaining and he was just tired of it. And he's just like, look, if y'all want to fight her, y'all can, y'all can. Yeah, yeah go for it. it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I, I don't no, want to do that. <laughs> I do not want any more of that. So, but yeah. I feel bad for the parents though so because they're like, "Wait, our son's getting married. Why can't we be involved? We're in the same continent. Why can't we just tag along?" So I feel bad because it. I can see how eloping is a sign of disrespect. Mm. Eloping when you have full approval from all parties seems to me like a slap in the face. To all those parties that approve of your matrimony. Yeah. So here's the thing. You can still get married in Las Vegas. And it can still be small. And it can still be intimate. I have a cousin who got married in Vegas. And we had 20, 30 family members there. And it was in a chapel in the Venetian. And it was nice. We all got dressed up. It was super intimate. And you can still keep it small. It just doesn't have to be two people and then you know you say i do's and then here's there's no witnesses on a slot yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it can still be that way so i but you know her reasons right it's a valid yet it's also a selfish reason so she insists on only them doing this wedding thing by themselves because she thinks it's not fair that her parents are not there oh, that, to, yeah, to witness it so if his parents come along and her parents are not attending, it doesn't sit well with her. Again, like, I Do wish... what other couples have done. Have two weddings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, Andre yeah. and uh, Libby. Yeah, have two weddings. Right, yeah. Andre like, and, and Libby. And you don't have to go big on it, too. Like, it's not like you have to always have, like, a grand wedding. Two small weddings. Yeah, two small, cute weddings. <laughs> two small, cute weddings. Yeah. One in America and... One in the Ukraine. Right. I'd be down for that. Man, something tells me they'll be back after this season's over. I'd watch. I want actually want to watch more of them. Yeah. I think they're I, one I of the more interesting couples. I, I'm saying that because now that we're talking about it, it's the same formula as Andre and Elizabeth, if you think about it, where one of them is so insistent that their parents be part of their wedding even though they can't attend the one in the U.S., that's why they did two weddings. 
So I'm not surprised if TLC tells them like, hey, come back. We'll pay for the other wedding or something. You just have to like dramatize it. Yeah. Yeah. They're a nice young couple. I'd watch them. Yeah. It'll be a while though because I think she'll probably want to focus on being a mom first. Pretty sure they'll be back. On this note, I also feel bad for Brendan's mom, even though she can be annoying and I know she's not really a fan favorite, but I think she genuinely was really looking forward to that dress shopping because she doesn't have a daughter and that's her only chance at accompanying someone and watching her soon-to-be daughter-in-law try out dresses. And like, for Brendan to say like, hey, I don't want you to say anything, just be neutral. It's like, come on, man, you're, you're such a buzzkill. Such- he could have phrased it differently. I know. He could be like, hey, mom, like, you know, let's be conservative with our opinions yeah. or something, you know, don't over-criticize or something like Or I would just say, say yes to everything. Say right. yes to everything. Say, yeah, that's the whole yeah, point about the dress. She's, yes. a, she's afraid that you're going to say something that's going to make her not want to get a dress. So just say you like everything. It, it didn't have to be, don't give your opinion and, and be neutral and like, yeah. you know, deflate her excitement. We're not savages here, y'all. She can get annoying, but we have hearts, right? <laughs> and yeah, we do. And I felt yep. bad. Yep. She got super excited. She volunteered. I want to go. I want to go dress shopping. And she even set, verbalized it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I don't have a daughter. This is like the only time I'm going to get this opportunity. He just took the wind out of her sails. And I really felt yeah. bad. because She held back. Like she really yeah. held back. Whenever Julia came out in those dresses, she's like, uh. And then for and- Julia to call her mom and the mom's all in and excited it was almost she was seeing the excitement she could be having right you know yeah. right there and and she had to live vicariously through julia's mom on the phone julia's yeah. mom over the phone was having more fun than she was in person, in person. yeah exactly. and i just was like oh man i feel i i did i did i felt bad yeah i really felt bad which dress was your favorite the first one I Which was her favorite, I think. I liked the second one. Remind me what the second one was. It almost was a similar cut, like a mermaid cut. Yeah. But it didn't open up so much in the center. And I don't think it went down this far enough. And again, I'm I'm a guy. I don't know anything about wedding dresses, y'all. Visually, I like what I like. You know what I mean? So I couldn't tell you if, I don't know, if it was made of lace or if there were things on it. I don't know. <laughs> but I just looked at it and I go, actually, I like this one better. You know, <laughs> this is how I judged it. Yeah. So, the mermaid style was cute. I didn't know that there was a style called mermaid, but mm-hmm. when when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, I get why it's called mermaid because it's look like like she- seashells, right?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like how yeah. mermaids would look like if they were to wear a wedding dress, I guess. <laughs> and how like could, it's a fishtail thing, I guess. It's how could he not be excited? Dude, Don't get me what wrong. The fuck I'm is a guy. With this guy. Yeah, I'm a guy too. Don't get me wrong, but you can at least find something. You can at least say, you know what? You look fucking amazing. And I can't wait to see you on my wedding day wearing something like that. Like, come on, Brandon. Try fucking harder, bro. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> hey, Lon, isn't it bad luck? Bad luck? Yeah. yeah. I think on the wedding day. Well, you know what? I don't even know traditionally if men are supposed to be at when they pick them out. But I do know that on the wedding day, you're not. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. From my understanding of the Western culture, like 
typically you go dress shopping with your girls, maybe with your mom and aunts and cousins. But typically the groom doesn't follow along, yeah, I think, right? Typically. Yeah, and they they're because they're not supposed to see you in the dress. It's and they're not the one choosing like, the dress too. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Maybe in her case it's because Brandon is footing the bill. That's why. Mm. She has him follow along. I thought it's because she didn't want to be alone with his mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. That too like, she was not, mm, not leaving me it. alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she no. was like, can we go to another store? <laughs> it's like, what? <Yeah. laughs> that she wasn't, yeah, I don't think she was going to have that. Tarzo. No, man, save that. <laughs> save that? Save that. Is that the juicy stuff? I consider that the juicy stuff this episode. Not why right. do we get Andrew and Amira out of the way? All right, so you probably have more than I do, and you brought up a good point before we started recording. But for me, that was a snooze fest. I didn't think there was anything really about their scene. For me, it was very captivating. I'm glad that Amira seems a lot more resistant and actually is is like, no, this is your fault that we're in the position we're in, and I don't want to fucking go to Serbia. (laughs) I'm glad that happened. I think the spell has been broken. And it it doesn't seem like she's this hopelessly in love person that she was in the previous episodes where she's second guessing herself and she's like, uh, maybe this is a good idea. And no, she's like, no, you know, after that conversation with her dad, she kind of defended it a little bit and was like, uh, and that was like, no, I will never talk to you again or something. And I think that made her like step back and go, yeah, I don't think this is really worth it. But I think also she's seeing it for what it was. I did this because you fucking manipulated me into doing it. And it was the most fucked up experience that I've ever had. So why are you asking me to do this again? You're putting me in that position again where you're not respecting my choice to say no or to not want this. If the cameras weren't rolling, I'm sure he'd have put some kind of ultimatum. Like all the fucking money I spend on you. You know, the stuff that we don't hear on camera that she says. Yeah, I'm sure that shit would have happened. You're ungrateful and all the stuff I do for you and all the money I spend on you and you don't want to meet me in Serbia. I'm sure that that conversation would have happened if the cameras weren't rolling. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The only thing that was interesting to me was that conversation they had with the immigration lawyer right. where answering a question in a smarter way would have saved them a lot of trouble. But I don't blame them. They don't know what they don't know. So it's good that they realize, okay, what could we have done better? Maybe we shouldn't have framed it that way, right? We shouldn't have said, oh, yeah, I'm here to meet my fiancé. So that, to me, was interesting. I think if Andrew's head was in the game, if his priority was to really get her into the U.S., he'd have researched that shit. But it wasn't. His head was on the vacation. His head was, you know what? We're going to go to fucking where Cancun. I don't know where the fuck they went. He yeah. was going to, he was part of Vallarta. Puerto right? Vallarta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where his head was at. Oh, I'm going to vacation. If his head was really in the game and he crossed his T's and dotted his eyes, right? Per se. Yeah. He would have looked into that. He would have said, all right, what do we got to say to get you into Mexico successfully? Like, and, and that would have been a question that would have come up. He'd asked yeah. his friends or he'd asked a lawyer or he'd have made those phone calls or done that research. It just goes to show that's not where his head was at. Yeah. Either that or he just wasn't being thorough enough, right? Because it's one thing to 
research the interview process. So I'll go one step further. There wouldn't have been an interview had they bought an exit ticket. Because then that wouldn't arouse suspicion. Round trip. From, sorry. Oh, not, not round trip. Because round trip would have been... Well, even if they did a round trip, it would have been... You know what? Actually, it might have been... I wouldn't say it's cheaper. But it would have been a little bit costlier because it's a round trip. But they don't necessarily have to use it. They just have to make sure that they make it seem to the border patrol or immigration or customs or whatever that there is an intention of returning to where you came from. Mm -hmm. So in her case, I guess he must have told her, oh, just get a one-way ticket from, you know, from France to Mexico and then we'll cross, we'll drive into the U.S. Mm. So then the mistake was, yeah, not getting the round trip, not getting mm-hmm. the exit ticket, I guess. So had she gotten that, she wouldn't have been questioned and she wouldn't have to like say anything because it wouldn't arouse suspicion, you know. But yeah, maybe he didn't do enough research. Maybe he was so focused on Puerto Vallarta and just trying to get her into the US that he kind of skipped the part of this ticket situation needs to be a little bit tighter. Did you see the cup he was drinking out of? Dude, only a douche would do that. <laughs> what a douche! <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> only a douche would drink from a cup that has his face on. <laughs> Dude, that's big Ed right there. Man. I was like, man, if I had no clue what he was about or seen any of these episodes, just seeing him drinking out of that cup would have told me everything I would want to know about him. <laughs> like, and that right? would be it. I'd be like, if yeah. this was a silent movie, <laughs> like I would have already had an impression of him. That'd been, yeah, that'd be like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a not a good look, man. I wonder <laughs> if that was a gift, though, because the other side of the mug was in French, I want to say. Uh, maybe it was a gift, huh? But why would she gift him a picture of himself? Yeah, no. I think he made that. <laughs> That's not right. You that's know? that's big Ed right there, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, so we're down to our last two couples. Who do we want to talk about first? We'll save the juice. I think Tarzel is juicier, but we'll okay. we'll get Zed and Rebecca out of the way. So for me, I see both sides. Mm-hmm. I understand that Ramadan is important. I get that, but I also understand Rebecca's precautionary stance on it. I think she knows that she loves them and that they're going to get married. How she explains, I got married too quickly the first time and I need these 90 days to make a better decision. But I also think that's not the whole story. I think we know the whole story is that she wants a nice wedding. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) why I She wants a nice wedding, yeah. That's that's more important. And he wants to just go to the court, right? And just Mm, register. yeah, Yeah, yeah. He doesn't mind. He, you know, his goal is let's get this out of the way. Let's do it because Ramadan's coming and my visa's about to expire. But she's like, oh, we still have time. And I want this to be super cute and super nice. Yeah. And he's like, no, if we're not doing it by Ramadan, you got to go live somewhere else. (laughs) Record scratch. Like, oh, (laughs) hell no. Hold up. (laughs) Come again. What you saying? <laughs> but I can see both sides. And it's one of those things I think, why can't it be both? Why can't you get married at the courthouse for now? 
and then we'll do the fancy wedding later. Right? I mean, you guys are making a mountain out of a molehill here. Just fucking do it. Do what you got to do to keep him in the country and to be sleeping together through Ramadan. And then when you want to get the horse and carriage and whatever, the fucking dream wedding that you want, then then do it. If anything, it'll give you more money to save up for that stuff. So, you know, does it have to be like one and done? Because I know she was adamant about this is the last time I'm doing this. It could be the second time that you're doing it with one person. How about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> So, I mean, I, I can see both sides, but then at the same time, is it really that big of a problem, y'all? Is it really that big of a problem? I don't think so. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? As a Muslim, I can say for sure, Ramadan is not a holiday, like what she said. <laughs> it is it not a holiday. A holiday. <laughs> That whole month, it's a oh, holy month. So did it's she like, call it a holiday? It, well, how did she I call it a holiday? She was like confidently explaining to the cameras. Um, so Ramadan is a holiday in the Islamic world. It's like, no bitch. No bitch. <laughs> Ramadan <laughs> is the holy month where Muslims fast. We do it for religious purposes. But yeah, it is a holy month. So it's not a holiday. Uh, people not working during the whole month no life goes on people just don't eat from dawn till dusk that's all so number one i just want to debunk that i just want to straighten <laughs> that out uh number two yes typically no one gets married during a religious month mm-hmm. uh it's very unheard of i think strict muslims will abide by that uh, they will not get married during the fasting month anytime close to eat no one arranges a wedding during that time. So that's why Ziet says, okay, well, we can't get married during Ramadan. And after Ramadan, my visa expires. So we have to somehow get it over and done with soon. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense to just do it through the courts, you know, legalize it. Be- what about them being separated throughout that month? Is that also a tradition or? I want to say that's a hip hypocrisy to me because <laughs> you're already sleeping with this woman and y'all mm. not married so so why are you making an exception yeah why are you making it? i mean month? just because it's a holy month it doesn't change things yeah <laughs> and plus that's her home <laughs> technically <laughs> why are you asking her to go to her mom's i don't know but yeah it's <laughs> just hella rude dude so, <laughs> so i think that part was probably scripted Okay. Oh. Yeah. I think they're just trying to make some, like you say, mountain out of a molehill. So TLC probably told them, like, say that you guys can't sleep together. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense how, like, you want to chase this woman out of her own apartment when you both have been sleeping next to each other, you know, and probably. Or he was being manipulative, which I doubt because I think he's a genuine dude. Like he was exaggerating, like an speed, ultimatum to speed. Kind of? Not not like an ultimatum, but he was exaggerating to speed things up. Like, look, if we don't get married by Ramadan, we can't be in the in the same house together. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can get my D. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in so many words. <laughs> you know, and she's like, Man, Wait, that uh, that guy drives well, a hard bike. Let's do it today. You know. It, <laughs> I think he might have. That. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's nice enough to not do that. But I can also see someone who is who's manipulative 
who knows that she may not know all the ins and outs of the culture. She might not know what would be considered hypocrisy. And he's just going to throw it in there to see if it'll get her to bite. You know, if it'll get her to say, okay, fine, let's do this. I can imagine someone else doing that. Someone who's not Zayed sprinkling a little bit of an exaggeration there and going, look, if we don't do this, you know what that means. You can't get them. Right? <laughs> and it was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you got to sleep at your mom's house. <laughs> I could imagine that. Oh, okay. Well, let's do it then. Let's, let's get it out of the way. So it could be that. But Lon, isn't she an expert because she was married to a Moroccan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could be. I mean, I mean that's why I so, said it's probably scripted. Like, I yeah. think, you know, she was a private investigator once upon a time. So Ziad looked like such a nice guy to be manipulative. But I think he's trying to do his best to explain to her what he expects out of her. Yeah. Coming from a very patriarchal society, I think he's trying his best to tell her like, hey, look, this is why I expect, this is what I want. If you don't meet this criteria, then you got to live with your mom or I have to go back to my country. So I think in a way, he's asserting his his authority in the relationship because all this time he's been, I wouldn't say he's bossed around, but he knows he doesn't have a lot of, uh, he doesn't have a, a, a dog. <laughs> He doesn't dog have a dog fight. in the fight, yeah, because he's not the one paying, doesn't yeah. have a job. She's sponsoring his K-1 visa, so he knows that he's a chump, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I feel bad, but but yeah, like I think this is the time where he kind of puts his foot down and say, look, man, you want to marry a Muslim man, this is the deal, right? Yeah. No yeah. marriage during Ramadan, you know? Yeah. No, no sex or whatever. <laughs> These are my terms. You know, she still had her hat and scarf while they were by the fireplace. I just thought that was funny. Maybe it's not funny to anyone else, but I was like, dang right. girl, y'all are, y'all are inside now. Y'all are sitting by the fire and she still has a fedora and a scarf. And I'm like, I wonder what this is about. <laughs> so I was going through Reddit and someone posted a reminder to everyone that Rebecca was once on Reddit asking people to judge her looks because she feels like even though she's a 40-something-year-old, she feels like she looks 30-something. Is this for real? Yeah, (laughs) I'm actually looking at it. (laughs) And the picture that she posts, you can tell she has filters on. This was before fame or after fame? This is before fame. She deleted her Reddit account afterwards, I guess, now that she's a reality TV actress. But she did post something on Reddit previously, and someone screencapped that, and someone like linked back to that post. That's she was asking, sad. Hey, you know, that's the cougar life, right? Like that's, yeah. <laughs> That was like when Mariah Carey got caught. Did you hear about that? No, what? Mariah Carey, she had a photo. I I think she was sitting on a chair or sitting in a bathtub, something where obviously she's, you know, she's looking fit. She's looking nice, you know, and she's like, hey, guys, just chilling or something. And she posted it to Twitter and people tracked that photo and they said, man, that photo is fucking 10 years old. (gasps) Don't act like that was today. (laughs) And people busted it around. Yeah. Oh, damn. (laughs) Mimi. (laughs) 
yeah and See, like, that's what happens man when you knock y'all ladies i'm just saying like y'all are beautiful the way you are it's fine like it's just sad that i think someone has to say hey guys do i look like i'm I'm still in my 30s yeah i don't know <laughs> i feel bad when people do that kind of validation you know asking yeah. for validation from from yeah people, that's what that's i think that's where i'm headed with that yeah it's, speaking of filters and uh you know <laughs> natalie you gotta stop man <laughs> stop looking like an enemy character please Shout out to Devin's Photoshop artist. <laughs> Can y'all hook up the rest of them? Yeah, I know. Right? Can someone uh, give Natalie a, a tutorial in filtering? <laughs> because she misappropriating that filter, man. <laughs> oh, all right. Ready to close this up with uh, Tarzel. Tarzel. I want to ask you first, because I have my take. Okay. I want to ask you first what your take is on that. I have lost respect for Tariq with whatever amount of respect I have left for him. Go on. See, I think I think <laughs> me and you are might be on the same page. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> so the reason is because I feel disgusted by how he's gleefully trying to make the whole threesome happen. Mm-hmm by trying to reintroduce Hazel to Monty. Yes. Dude, this is be that was I mean I'm setup. I'm yes. Yeah. I dude, I am no psychologist or whatever, psychiatrist, what have you, I'm no sex counselor, but that is abusive, manipulative behavior. That is how people coach you into like getting into a threesome. Yeah. And you can yep. tell from his face, he's like He's imagining a scenario where the two of them fight over him. Dude, he's getting off on that. That's disgusting. That's where I was going with that. I mean, come on. Hazel called him out on it. Like, why do you have to seek Minty's advice? Yeah. Why? You know so I don't random. like her. Like, yeah, why? You... Was... <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that. That's why, like, okay, fine. Maybe for argument's sake, maybe TLC production crew thinks, okay, it's a great idea. Why don't you go ahead? But he's probably the one that's also pitching the idea to them too or to Hazel because he just wants to see Minty. Yeah. And he lied to Minty. Did you catch that too? He said, Mm -hmm. when he first met Minty online, he said, hey, broke up. We're broken up. And they got into a relationship or whatever, right? And then suddenly Hazel's back in the picture and what does he do? He tries to get the two of them to be acquainted and... That's how you get threesomes happening, right? Yeah. So I'm like, dude, this relationship is another transactional relationship where he's like, okay, Hazel, I'll give you a green card. Let's make a threesome happen. And Hazel's like, okay, well, I just want a girlfriend so I can have a companion, but I know you like the sex. Mm. You know? So that's how I see it. But uh, what about you? What's your take? I agree. And that's the thing. At first, I was like, oh, you know, why does Hazel want this? She's playing with fire. But by the end of this episode, to me, at least, the way I read it was he wants Minty back. Yeah. And this was all his plan to get this set up. Because, yeah, how does getting Minty's opinion make any of this better? Oh, we're not getting any hits. Let's go ask Minty for advice. How, what the fuck? Yeah. 
you know, and you're it in was. the U.S. How are you not getting hits? For- it was to rope her back in yeah. and to get, get her back in and to see if they man. could do this. Yeah. And I was like, this fucking dude, man. Yeah. And yeah. And, and you could tell like Hazel was yeah, not yeah, having yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I was just this fucking guy. That was super shady. Yep. Hella shady. For him to do that. There was no need for that, dude. Honestly, I was, you know, I was team Tariq when he's all, hey, this is all you. I'm just here. Whatever. You take your pick and let's do this. You know, I was, I was team Tariq. I was with him. I was like, all right, let her be comfortable about making this decision and all that stuff. But this episode just showed me that he's trying to hook up with Minty again. Yeah. That's what That's his agenda all along. Right. Right. And do just, I mean, enjoy what you have. You have a fiance here who wants to bring in another girl, like sit back. Dude, you're in a position that other guys would dream of. Yeah. Or are you still trying to hook up with your ex? Like, come on, dude. So yeah, no, I'm I'm with you 100% on that. That's how I read that that entire situation. And it was disgusting. Yeah. You know, he'd be trying to like sister wife them. <laughs> sister wives, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing too is, I don't know what Hazel really... So Hazel was like, I want a best friend. I want like a sister because I don't have friends and stuff. I mean, you could have that. Well, never mind. I guess that makes sense. I guess it makes sense to have a best friend as a partner. I take that back. So she gets the partner and then he gets the threesome. That's why I say it's transactional. It's a very open relationship. You know, like I don't want to be here judging people for anything, but Mm -hmm. whatever works. But then once he tried to get Minty back into the picture, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah. He just showed his cards there. All along, he's been trying to get this threesome thing happen with Minty. And that's clearly he's not, that's... He's not over her. Yeah. He's yeah, he's not, not over, over her. her. When he hollered at her and now he's like, let's get her opinion. Why? Yeah. Why hers of all, of all people? And you then know, the preview for the next episode. Man. Minty is still into him. And I that think too. that's why he thinks, okay, she's an easy hookup. Because mm. she's into me. She wants this relationship. For whatever reason, Minty might have her own agenda. Maybe she genuinely likes him. Maybe mm-hmm. she genuinely likes being in a threesome. I don't know. But those two, not over. Yeah. If I'm Hazel, I would be careful. All right, Hazel. I would oh, run. I can't, I can't really <laughs> speak. Obviously, I'm speaking from a different place. But yeah, I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust him. At this point, I wouldn't trust him, period, with, with Minty or with anybody. Like, that's shady. Yeah. Super, super, super shady. Yeah. Well, with that said, what is your WTF moment? For me, WTF was that Tariq thing. There, there was a revelation that happened in my head. I mean, I, I had suspected it, but when, when the scene like played out, it just hit me. Like, holy shit, this was set up, dude. He fucking set Hazel up with this. You know, that he had an agenda. He had a goal in mind. And he played it. He played her. And he, he said, no, let's, you know, let's let's do this. Let's get her opinion. Nah, man, you would plan this from the beginning. that and, and you were hoping for a better outcome. And it didn't work out the way you wanted it. But you were hoping that Minty would say, well, why not me? Yeah, why not her? Oh, okay, let's give this another shot. And that you would come out on top of this. So yeah, what the fuck, man? Uh, my WTF moment is a toss-up between 
Andrew's mug with his face on it. <laughs> and Harry's taking a four-hour bus ride. Bruh, if I take a four-hour bus ride, I expect to be in another country or another state. <laughs> Not on the same fucking island. I don't know where that bus took you, but goddamn. <laughs> Hey, the, the thing is, man. That's you a know, hustle right there. <laughs> when you're when you're Harris, that could be a, a life changing bus ride. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, that's what that's all I'm saying. Okay, okay, it can you be know, bad at the hustle. All right, all yeah, right. I can't yeah, yeah. the hustle though. You know, like yeah, it yeah. could be. He's a step closer to coming to America now. Yeah, yeah true, <laughs> true. Speaking of uh, coming to America, uh, coming to America too, or coming to America is going to be out soon not that we're we're not sponsored by you know amazon prime or whatever but i just want to put <laughs> is that, that what it's going to be on amazon yeah prime. it's on amazon prime mm. yeah all right that reminds me there's still stuff on hbo i need to watch like there's a movie with denzel and sammy or excuse me what's his name ramik Ma- remy remy malik. remy malik yeah from uh, mr robot right uh, is that look. called the was it tiny little thing tiny little thing something like that yeah. yes I just watch I Care A Lot. Which, is that- uh, well, it's on Netflix starring Rosamund Pike. She plays, a, I want to say, a legal guardian. She runs a company where she plays a legal guardian mm-hmm. that takes care of older folks who cannot take care of themselves. But it's a scam that basically takes people away from their assets. She takes them away from their home, puts them in a nursing home or in a whatever facility, and she sells all their assets and she funnels all that money back to the company and to herself, basically. Is that a movie or a series? It's a movie. And she, she won the Best Actress for this movie yesterday in the Golden Globes. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I need to see it. Yeah. It also stars Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. Tyrion Lannister. Tyrion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta check that out. I'm I, I apologize. I did not do a good synopsis there, but all the more reason to check it out. Again, yeah. we're not sponsored by Netflix or anything, but that's one of yeah. the things that I've been watching. So we're just we're just shooting the shit now, folks. We like yeah. to exchange what we're watching. Feel free to let us know what you're watching too. I'm excited about Godzilla and King Kong. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's one of those mindless movies that... Okay, if you're excited about that, I'm excited about Mortal Kombat, which is coming out (laughs) this month. (laughs) Yes. Right? Now I got to insert the music. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Nice. Yes. Nice, yeah. All right, Lon, remind people where we can find you aside from this podcast. All right. So you can find me on Facebook um, and Instagram. Um, I'm actually on both. When I'm not doing the podcast, I'm live streaming uh, video games. So that's uh, Instagram at italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X, and Facebook at italics plays, I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. We also mod uh, the Twitter account, Nadia and I, and I'll give you the deets on that shortly. Yay. And <laughs> I can be found on Instagram at Shri Nadia. That's S-H-R-I-N-A-D-J-A. Hit me up if you want to just shoot the shit about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
Um, <laughs> the last few episodes have been very captivating because there's this incident between the girls and a, a stripper uh, at a bachelorette party. It got really uh, cray, <laughs> just to put it that way. You should yeah. put some of that content on the Twitter, I think. I think that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if people appreciate crossovers, you know, like... If it, if because you might think it's off-brand. it's off brand. Yeah, it's <laughs> off-brand or something. But we've been doing a lot of off-brand stuff. We don't just yeah. talk about 90 Day Fiancé. We can yeah. talk intelligently about other topics, too. I see people cross-branding. It'll be a 90-day page, but they'll have, like, love, love after lockup. Right, yeah, so I'll be like, oh, okay. Married at first sight. Right, I see people, or, like branching out a little bit you know when the when the 90 day content just isn't hacking it anymore yeah because a lot of these episodes are slow burns anyway like how much can we talk about tarzel and their yeah you know (laughs) affinity for threesomes like how how many times we have to repeat that right i mean come on we have to have content to talk about too so yeah I think Housewives is a good one. <laughs> we got we probably have a lot of listeners. Yeah, it's that. always messy. I think Housewives <laughs> is doing a crossover to to Discovery oh, really? Plus. Yeah, Bravo. Mm. I saw something about Bravo trying to do a, a mashup with uh, TLC. Or maybe I got my reports wrong. I don't know, but something. Did you see that. the Did you see the commercial for? I think it's called Love Games. Oh, is that about the exes? I, th- I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, like, it's going to be on couples. Discovery Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, has... it's like, I, I saw Asuelu and Kalani. Yes, and, that one. Yes, that and one. Her, her new husband and all that. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Kalani's new husband? No, Jess and her new oh. husband. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, not, not, no, Kalani's still with Asuelu. So. Unfortunately. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, whatever, you know, floats their boots. Yeah, they're happy, they're happy. Yeah. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Thanks so much, y'all. Hey, don't blame me for Mexico. (laughs) Happy Ramadan. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.